And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. You don't have an option. You think it's the you show? It's the me show. Hey, what's up, Mark? Come on. The lights, the robe, the hair, the woo! The X at 105.9. I'm joined now in studio by the constructor and conductor of DKPittsburghSports.com. It's Serbian reactionary Dejan Kovacevic. Uh, Dejan, what ultimately will happen with Le'Veon Bell? What's the end game going to be? The end game, the end result is going to be that Le'Veon's going to show up. The Steelers are going to welcome him. I bet he misses a few games. And I don't think it's a few. I think you might see one or two. It'll be similar to last year. That's a few, actually. No, it isn't. Out of 16, one or two? That's a few. I mean... Look up few. Isn't few like seven or eight or something like that? No, no. I I think that's more akin to several. (laughs) Okay. At any rate... I don't think he's going to miss a significant portion of the upcoming well, season. if he misses two and they lose one and they miss the playoffs by a game, that would be significant. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. Eh. There's there's too much there. Uh, there's 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 too much there without him uh, in terms of their offense. Uh, they'll be able to put up points. I, I, I think that this is all going to be a really dramatic summer. Uh, there's going to be a lot of back and forth. I just saw that Le'Veon said that he's going to have some Instagram live session tonight at 8 o'clock what could with go readers. There? <laughs> Nothing at all, right? And he'll do what he always does, which is he answers one person one way, answers another person the other way, just saying whatever it is that he thinks that to person fair, wants to hear. To be fair, because he's not very bright. Well, he has certainly behaved in a not very bright fashion for a long time. Well, now, so. to me, never mind not very bright, I think he's being unreasonable. The Steelers offered him $13.3 million per year, and even that's too much. In a passing league, that's too much to pay a running back. He should feel fortunate to get that offer, but he wants more. Now, it's in naked, a passing league and a running back, come on. Passing league and a running back, he's a he's as much a wide receiver as he is a running back. Boy, you can listen to him, don't you? No, I look at the stats. Yeah, I got his stats right here. Yeah, you're going to give me the yards per carry for the millionth time. And the yards per catch, too. Yards per catch. 7.7. How about the number of catches? How about the number of first down catches? How many do you have? Do he you know? was a, oh, off the top of my head. I'm sitting here on live radio. You're not well prepared. I'm sitting, <laughs> I sit here on live radio for three hours a day. Yeah, you're paid for this. I know. <laughs> But uh, but no, I I just I think that uh, he should take the thirteen point three and shut the frig up. You know, I I think that he's not the type to shut the frig up. He's just not. He's going to try to make some kind of scene. He's going to make raps out of it. Uh, he's going to do his thing. But you know, no, what? no, he's a jackass. Here's There's the no th- question. Yeah, but here's the thing, Mark. Okay, I'm not going to disagree with any of that. But at the same time, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you this, and I've said the same thing to him too, and at different points during the past season. When he's running the way he did last season, he ran hard. He ran with it, it, heart. He not, was knocking yeah, that, guys that's over. That's not tangible. His numbers weren't that great. It's absolutely tangible. No, it's not. Yeah, he was the number All one running matters. back in the NFL. No, he How wasn't. Was that Todd Gurley tangible? was. Oh, please. Todd Whoa. Gurley had a nice finish in some meaningless games. Oh, okay. okay? So, so, in other words, you're quoting numbers at the yin-yang just seconds ago, but now that they turn against you, the numbers no, don't matter. No, I, I said that Gurley had a really strong finish in some mostly meaningless games against lesser competition. Bell Boy, that's ran true. hard against AFC Woo-hoo, North teams. he ran hard! Defense. Way to go! Run hard! I'm just saying, if we're talking about intangibles here... I'm not. A question I don't care about intangibles. He's a dope or he doesn't care or whatever. No, no, him being a dope is very tangible. But on the field, the fact that he cares is also very tangible. Whoopee, that's all good my, for him. That's he cares. my point here. That's, all, that's, that's my only point. He here. averaged four yards a carry, which isn't anything. So I've heard on this show. Uh, you can actually Google that. 
Uh, the Roonies have always had a choke point with holdouts. Franco, Merriweather, even Heinz Ward, who they kind of backed into a corner after he tried to do the same to them. What's Dan Rooney's choke point with Le'Veon Bell? I don't know because... Excuse me, Art Rooney. I, I don't know because holdouts are different whenever it comes to the tag. You know what I mean? You're not technically signed. Um, and, and you're not technically their property. So it, it's a little bit of a different situation as opposed to holding out on an existing contract. The players that you mentioned were existing contract issues. Antonio right. Brown, too. So this is a little bit different. I don't think they're in a but position... But no less annoying if you're, if you're Art Rooney. Yeah, I mean, it's no less annoying if you're any of them. Kevin Colbert, uh, Mike Tomlin, forget, since for you, the teammates. Since you were going game by game with Todd Gurley, mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell got off to a bad start in the first three games from last year. He did. And, and you don't know for sure it was because he reported late, but that's a reasonable assumption. I think it's a very reasonable assumption. I think it'll be a reasonable assumption if it happens again this year, even if he just misses training camp and shows up for the opener. But at the same time, I, I think that the Steelers understand that the situation is a little bit different. And clearly, Mark, here, listen to what they're saying. They're ready to just go through with this. They've made up their minds. This guy is our running back. We're going to do whatever we have to do to get him. Unless he doesn't show up. Unless he doesn't show up, but then he's going to walk well, no, away from fourteen and a half million dollars. He's not going, going to do that. If they're going to do whatever they have to do to get him. Why not just give him the fifteen million year like you want? Well, I meant whatever they're going to do within the context of the franchise tag. They're not to going have to be him doing for dramatic this year. things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Now, uh, why not go with the platoon of backs like Philadelphia and New England did? Give me a good reason to not do that. The number one reason is that you have a very experienced and excellent quarterback who's used to playing a certain way with Le'Veon. You have an experienced and expensive offensive line that's used to blocking a certain way for Le'Veon, and you have a new offensive coordinator coming in in Todd Feetner, even if it is the same Randy playbook. Randy Feetner. Right. Sorry, Todd. He I he, just mixed him with Todd Haley. He didn't change his name to honor Haley. Uh, he is going to have a challenge unto itself in just getting the offense going. The last thing you want is to mess with it. This is not some... No, no, I, I don't disagree with that. Do you know what that, I'm saying? But don't you think they should put a plan B, at least in the back of their yeah, minds? Yeah, I think there has to be a plan B that's more significant than, well, we have Fitz Toussaint and James Conner coming off of knee surgery. Talking today, John Kovacevic. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill. Uh, i got to get to some hockey talk. How do the Penguins match up against Philadelphia? Because... I never thought the Flyers would be fighting for first place this year in March. Well, Ron Hextel's done a really good, I think, under the radar, at least across the hockey world job of bringing in younger, talented forwards. I think he's gotten a little lucky, but yeah. A little bit. I still think they have a lot of guys who stink. They they have some who stink. They, they have also have some who... Too. They have... Yeah, but they also lost a lot of those loser points. I know what you're talking about. Back in that 10-game losing streak that was really strange. Uh, they have a younger defense. I know you don't like them. I kind of do. Uh, oh, I like I like Gostas Bear and Provorov. I think below that they stink. I like Gostas Bear a lot. Eh, he's small. Uh, um, yeah, but he's he moves. he's small in an era where you can be small if you can move, which he, he can. He he absolutely can. The, but he was rotten last year. The part, sophomore drinks maybe. The I don't know. part that that makes the Flyers a puzzle in a matchup context with anybody including Pittsburgh, is goaltending. I mean, they're without Brian Elliott right now. They've got Peter Mrazek, who all of a sudden looks like Peter Mrazek again after the big February that the Flyers had. He's lost all three games so far in March. Um, He's not very good. He's certainly not an answer. Uh, Elliott's health status is very much uncertain going into the playoffs. So that's the matchup, really. I mean, if, if... Philadelphia doesn't have goaltending, and they haven't had it since the current GM was actually the goaltender. <laughs> That's pretty rough. That's true. That's true. Now, in 2012, Philadelphia unnerved Pittsburgh in that playoff series. Could they do the same in the playoff series this year? You know, 
couple weeks ago, the Flyers went three games in a row without a single penalty minute. It was the first time any team yeah, in the I NHL wonder, had I wondered, done that. I wondered about that. Yeah. I just wonder if it's because the refs aren't calling anything. It might be. They're, they're fading a little bit, as we saw the other night in the Calgary and game. Gudas and Manning and, and a couple. Well, yeah, yeah, Gudas is the guy who could really, he can pop off at any second. You know, and I think he's the guy that's probably and most that, likely that, to do something And that's what's funny, tonight. too, because Hexy, you know, he came, you know, his management background is the L.A. Kings, where he was an assistant general manager, mm-hmm. and they were far from a dirty team. They were a, a skilled team, and he's tried to switch over in Philadelphia. Yeah, you just can't he, all the way. But then he gave Gudas a long-term deal. He just can't help himself. No. They just can't help they themselves. They can't, and they still have an awful lot of the old guard flyers that are around there. Bobby Clark's still around the Paul arena. Holmgren. The atmosphere, Paul Holmgren. Uh, actually, he's around the team all the time. You yeah, can see him. He's the president, I yeah. think. So when you look around... Uh, that atmosphere, it doesn't change. The atmosphere tonight in Philadelphia is going to be exactly what you'd expect it to be for a Penguins-Flyers game, meaning off the ice. Uh, it's just a matter of whether or not the players themselves will respond to it. But, yeah, they still have that capability. Who is the NHL MVP, and does Claude Giroux figure at all into the conversation? The NHL MVP, if the season stops this second, has to be Nikita Kucherov, best player for best team. Uh, and, Even and though Malkin's been the best player by yes. far since January one, at this second, if, if if the current momentum keeps up as it is, Gino's going to soar right past him. I don't think there's any question about that. And Gino will put himself so far into the conversation that even people around the hockey world would have to notice that he's having the best year of all. Well, I, I think right now it's Kucherov for Gino, and I think there's a bunch of guys at the next level like Giroux. Taylor Hall. You can't ignore Ovechkin. You can't. Ovechkin has been the singular reason, I think, that Washington didn't have the big drop-off we'd all expected. Well, they have had a drop-off, but that's because of Not like we thought. And a lot of their guys, a lot of their players aren't as good as they were last year. Ovi's actually better than he was last year. He's been better, and I love that you mentioned Taylor Hall. Uh, The Devils have had the biggest turnaround in hockey and he has been the guy that John Hines there in New Jersey has built it on. He's logging 25, 26 yeah, but minutes a night. You know what? Night. I can't give MVP to a guy who's 14th in the league in scoring. No, but he's in the conversation, yes, and that's yes. what we're having here. At this moment... The, con- the conversation is this guy's good, but he shouldn't win at it. At this moment, it's Kucherov. Uh, For me. I, I talked about the Flyers' record being a bit deceptive with the 11 loser points. Is the Penguins' record also a bit deceptive? They have... 11 overtime wins, and you don't play three-on-three in the playoffs. Yeah, you know what I like about the Penguins' 11-4 and record? It's in overtime slash shootouts, is that out of that, they're 2-2 two and two in shootouts, which means that they're an honest 9-2 and two in the actual overtime in the three-on-three, which is a really cool figure. Um, that actually is hockey. I mean, it's not you know ideal hockey. It's three-on-three. It's, it's, three. it's a hybrid. But... You're being rewarded for, of all things, speed, skill, and creativity, which is not a bad thing. And at a team level. Although three-on-three three occurs less often than penalty shots. It does. With but the, the, in regulation but the, but the You mean for a result? Yes. Yeah, but the Penguins have been great at finishing it when they needed to so they didn't have to go to shootout. And let's give credit here two words do because we've all talked about their stars producing in three-on-three, three, especially Phil Kessel. But they've also gotten great goaltending, and they did the other night, too, from Tristan Jari. He did take away that angle on Johnny Goudreau. That's Dejan Kovacevic brought to you by Walnut Grill. I'm Mark Madden. It's time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX.